Welcome to Scientific Healing with Dr. Anastasia Chopoulos. Scientific Healing, a fusion of modern science and ancient healing arts, empowers you to take charge of your life to get healthy no matter what your doctor says. Discover how you can manage your own energy to improve your health, vitality, and prosperity from Anastasia and her guests. Are you ready to live your best and most energized life ever? Here's your host, Dr. Anastasia Chopoulos. Hello, everyone. You're listening to Scientific Healing Radio, and I'm your host, Dr. Anastasia Chopoulos. I know the power of vibrational healing by combining physics with ancient healing arts to develop my own system that has produced medical miracles for hundreds of people. Discover how you can protect your energy when working with others as a healer or coach with Safe Healing at scientifichealer.com. April is a time of rebirth. It's time to move from inner space to your outer world. Today we're going to talk about communication and words because the way we use words allows you to develop the best relationships from inside to outside. Today Gwen Leopard is again my fabulous guest host. I'd like to turn over the floor to her. Welcome Gwen. Hey, hi, oh thank you Anastasia. <laughs> I'm, I'm just so happy to be here and talking about a topic that not many people pay attention to but has a huge impact on your life and there are so many of us running around repeating things that we've heard without paying any attention to the impact those words have on us and those around us i i know that this is some of the things that i've been saying to myself we're not we're not um helping me get well and I just, and it's so great that we're talking about this today because I, I thought, you know, I need to be feeding myself some better words. And so I, I pulled up your book on my Kindle and it opened up to the words you use not only reflect how you think, it also affects your thinking. Oh, yes, absolutely. Because even though we can only consciously absorb about 0.02% of what's in our environment and the rest of it, our conscious mind kind of blocks out as superfluous. Our subconscious is very busy absorbing it all. And it goes right deep into your internal sense of self. And we actually use that, those messages to, uh, in our intuition, we use all those messages to think about how we think about ourselves and how our cells will behave and all of that. So you're right. We need to really guard against it or at least become aware of it and allow us to filter it out. That's just to me so important. Well, and, and earlier we were talking about the frequency of words. So it's not just, you know, a word. I mean, there's, there's so many words like um, there's words that you don't even say on the radio that used to mean like, used to mean that someone was ill and now it means like it's it's like the best thing that could happen to you and, it, and that like freaks me out it, because the frequency of the word is still has that that underlying illness to it yeah like people just saying that's so sick or that's so bad and the one they really mean that's so awesome <laughs> yeah it's like what's going on with that it's almost like outright lying you know i mean outright lying is harmful and for most part you know people aren't lying all day long um at least not on purpose (laughs) maybe lying to themselves this loss 
things that we think and do and even believe that just are not true. And that brings our energy down. Tell us more about that. Yeah, so we're, you know, a lot of times we're living in this fog. We strive for things that are meaningless because we've been told they're meaningful. And we also hear things all day long that kind of starts getting programmed into our cells. So if you go onto Wikipedia and you ask for average lifespan in the United States of America, and you'll find out it's 78.3 years. So people read this and then their body starts. That's very young. That's really young. (laughs) I know, especially when you're this side of 60, right? (laughs) Right. (laughs) So so you, you sit there and you go, hmm, that's interesting. And I was talking with um I have some investments with Fidelity and I was talking with my my agent there. And when I was setting up my annuities, he said, I said, so do you have an annuity that increases slightly every year rather than one that stays fixed? And he goes, well, most people don't want, don't worry about anything past 80. And I'm going, what? So they've already programmed themselves to be, to have life over when they're 80. Like, that's the thinking. Yeah. That's the and, thing. Yeah, so what happens when you live to 95 or 100 and you have only planned to 80? Yes, that's that's the case. Like, I remember talking with a gentleman who was 95, who was still fully coherent. And I'm thinking to myself, and he says, well, I retired when I was 65. And I'm thinking to myself, so he worked for as long as he's been in retirement. <laughs> I know. (laughs) So you have to start using that mindset. So that's one of the lies that they tell us is we really aren't, we really are built to live a lot longer and to get well and to be vibrant and healthy for a lot longer than people's cells program themselves to believe. Like um, one of the, the other things that you hear a lot of that is also putting us in a big fat fog is that once you start down the road of taking medications, there's no turning back. And the number of medications that end up in your medicine cabinet just simply grows. And the thing is that the medication, unless it's a hormone like thyroid or or insulin, which is a polypeptide, not a hormone, but once it once you start taking the other things like you know metformin or a beta blocker or a statin which are blood pressure and cholesterol pills once you start taking those things that it you just end up with a larger and larger collection and you end up feeling worse and worse and most right. people yeah, for your medicine right and most people think that that's what's supposed to happen to them and when I met Noel after not seeing him for so many, you know, four decades, basically, um, he was on nine medications and now he's on zero. Like nobody ever hears of that, right? Nobody ever hears right. that it's possible to dispose of all of them because you don't need them anymore. Yeah. So, so if I understand you, there are a lot of messages that we're hearing all the time, especially yes. around our health that influence our behavior and how we feel about ourselves. And they, they, they literally bring us down because that's, we believe what we're hearing. Well, and, and just think about how people, how the general marketing medicine, you know, 
industry, marketing industry is working on us. You're not. Yeah, talk about low frequency and vibration coming off the television. Right? You're not thin enough. You're not beautiful enough. You don't have the right hair color. You don't wear the right clothes. You don't wear the right shoes. You know, you're not going to be attractive unless you use that toothbrush and that mouthwash and that toothpaste and, you know, that skincare cream and, you know, you've got too many wrinkles. Like it's a constant barrage of you being inadequate. So then we get into this fog of I need, 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 need. I'm not good enough, not good enough, not good enough. And it is a total lie. It's all designed. So turning the television off might not be a bad thing. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. Be a really good thing. Uh, well, yeah, turning the television off, or at least buying a a commercial free service. So, because I like watching singing shows, they're fun, yeah, especially yeah. talent shows like watching young young people, you know, finally making it in the world, right? But. But yeah. the but and that's all upbeat, like singing is good for us, and that's all upbeat. So, I, I, you know, I have a couple of uh, subscriptions for commercial free watching of my favorite shows, but on the other, on the and so, and and a lot of people will like TiVo it and then um skim through the commercials, but you're still seeing it. <laughs> And all, I know it isn't really a technical term. <laughs> oh, it's very technical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, right. And, and the, it's the same thing with newspapers. Like, we don't get a newspaper because basically it just piles up on, on the, the table. Because I don't, I just can't read the, the headlines. And we'll be walking you know, every morning we go out for a walk and we'll be walking along and there'll be a headline facing up and I'll look at the headline and I instantly feel pulled down into a hole because I, I don't, you know, I, I just don't read those and I can survive without the news because if there's some news that I need to hear, it filters through to me, you know, via social media or whatever. But, um, in general, just reading the newspaper, it's, you know, there's, (laughs) there's not very many good news newspapers that survive. (laughs) Right. Yeah. If it leads, it leads. And, and I've, I've been the same way. I haven't read the newspaper for many, many years. And I, you know, the question is, well, how are you going to know what's going on? And you're absolutely right with social media. Well, my answer to that question was, if it's really important, you're going to tell me about it. Or, yeah, you'll hear it in social media. It'll be all over Facebook or, you know, some of, a friend will call and say, have you heard? Yeah, and then so, the... Yeah, I don't need to feed myself that stuff. Exactly. And uh, there are people that have completely turned off their television and um, their life is just so, so changed for the better. Um, you know, they... I actually grew up without television. I, I, I don't have all of the, um, the social cues that people my age have because I, I didn't, I didn't grow up with television. Yeah, when we had. Stuff, I'm like, uh, okay, <laughs> I don't have any reference, frame of reference here for what you're talking about. Yeah, we had many, and, many and years. <laughs> yeah. 
My my we had many years without one. I think we finally got one. Uh we had a black and a small black and white one for a little while, but we had many years without one and my I think my dad finally bought a color TV when I was away to college, maybe my junior year or something. And and so but but it it's really interesting that you that you don't have the the shows and then we spent my family spent 13 years in Germany so um you know we had tv there but basically the programming was only good for 1 hour a day <laughs> okay <laughs> there wasn't a whole lot on <laughs> <laughs> but and, and, and it's not just TV and it's not just the news but you know there's, there's also the way that you know people in authority talk to us like doctors and um, teachers and parents that you know they carry on that legacy of, of feeling pain and adequacy and you know what you know what is like some of the things that people like come to you that, that you help you know like phrases that you help them clear so so one of the the one of the most um one of the most interesting things that that women have buried in them men too but but women a lot more is that they have this deep-seated rage that is stored in their body um that starts poisoning them from the inside out and the deep-seated rage is that um in general and it still goes on now even though it's improved from the time that we were kids is that that we're second class citizens that you know we we are we are treated as inferior and that we need to obey so we've been taught to obey and we've been taught to be compliant and of course our hormones make it so we want to get along with everybody and and so there's this rage going on inside and it tears people up from the inside out so i I help release that rage. And then the other message that comes through is that um, of that that feeling of inadequacy, like we're responsible for everything because we're the women in the family. Right. And so we're the wife, the woman, the mother. And so everything falls to us. We're responsible. So we end up we end up being uber responsible and then feeling responsibility the responsibility for things that are absolutely not our responsibility absolutely and so you know putting it in perspective and then a lot of women also come in and men have other issues like men are really interesting i i have a you know most healers don't have a lot of men in their practice but i happen to and i have probably about one third to forty percent men coming to me um and there's probably a, a reason for that, um, seeing as that I worked with and around men in the science field a long time. So I just have abil- developed an ability to speak to them so they can get it, what I'm saying. But yeah. the 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 thing that's um, interesting in terms of of women is that not only do they feel inadequate, but they also look at other women as inadequate. And so we sort of perpetuate that amongst ourselves. And the fact is that we're all walking miracles and that we're, we're amazing and embracing that, that side of us. I had this really interesting talk last week 
with a young man who's in his his in his very early 30s who has seen um who's never been able to talk about this with anybody i was probably the second person he's ever mentioned it to about um spirits like he can see spirits and he says i never talk about it with anybody so and i never read about it so i just develop my own ideas <laughs> and he said he said that the reality of life, right, the reality of life is way different than what everybody imagines it is. And, yeah. and it's like uh, parents, religion, teachers, they're all telling us things that aren't real. Like a religion will tell you, you know, you have to be a certain way like you have to fast every friday like the catholics say no meat on friday or um my church says you you should they don't demand it but you should fast during lent which is now coming to a rapid close pretty quickly this sunday but you should yeah. fast during lent and there is a there is a really good reason for fasting but it also comes with meditation and isolation and, but um, but they they give you all these hard and fast rules, and and then people feel really guilty when they don't follow them, when there's really no unless you want to there's no basis for doing it there's no reason that it's wrong, but everybody feels yeah. wrong, and as soon as they start feeling wrong, then everything starts falling apart in their life, their income, their relationships, their physical health. You know, things just start falling apart. They start losing things. They start um, feeling bad about themselves. They feel inadequate, not good enough. Like a perfect example of this is when I was younger, I used to, you know, I, I'm Greek, so we tend to gain weight really easily. We're meaty people and everybody around me were these little skinny people and so I would go on a diet and then I would eat one thing off the diet and I would feel terribly guilty. And then finally one day it hit me and I go, wow, I'm feeling guilty for eating an extra apple today. <laughs> wow. Wow, and so some somebody says, "Oh yeah, I ate like five M and M's today. I feel really guilty. I went off my diet, and I go, wow, that's like really criminal. Somebody should drag you into jail for that in handcuffs, <laughs> you know." And then they finally realize, because I was just saying it in a fun way, and they finally realize, "Oh my gosh, is that stupid or what?" <laughs> and that's exactly what she was doing to herself. Yes. And she was dragging herself off and, and tying herself. I mean, all of, all of this, these different messages are so insidious, and we drive ourselves crazy. Yeah. You and know, how, how, how do, what, what, are, what are some answers that you have for people? Because I know that, you know, people are saying, well, I said all these things in my mind, and I've got all these messages coming at me. What do I do? instead yes yeah, so let let's talk about that after the break because we have lots more to talk about and you know i just want to say things like uh here's some of the other messages that i heard if you don't take this medication you'll die 
from a doctor yeah. to a to an old woman that she wanted to put on statins and there's no medical proof that statins helped old people um then there are other messages that our parents will give us like one one of my girlfriends in the third grade told me her dad told her girls can't do math so excuses her from being bad at it right so <laughs> Right. And then I heard from I heard from one of my professors. He was like maybe three or five years older than I was. So he was a young professor, like he just turned 30 or 31. And he and he's in the chemistry department, the one I was in at UCLA. And he says that the master's program is tailor made for women. I looked at him like, what? what does that mean? <laughs> it means women shouldn't be getting PhDs was what was what he was saying. Oh. Yeah, and I'm just going, no, oh, so you don't like to have a female boss? Well, we'll fix that. <laughs> so anyway, let's talk about solutions and uh, what what we can do after the break. So I want to remind all of our listeners that you're listening to Scientific Healing with Dr. Anastasia Chopolis. And today, my guest host is the fabulous Gwen Leppard. We'll return after the break and dive deeper into scientific healing and how it can work for you. According to the MetLife Foundation, people over 55 dread getting Alzheimer's disease more than any other. Yes, loss of your memories and who you are. The statistics are staggering. One in eight get some form of dementia or Alzheimer's over this age of 55, while one out of three at age 85 shows significant symptoms. Until recently, it wasn't believed that you could repair, heal, or grow new brain neurons. But now research shows how amazing the neuroplasticity is in your brain. While good nutrition, sleep habits, and exercise play a large role in helping you keep your mind intact, you can now re-energize your brain with a powerful new program that wakes up your brain and promotes deep neural healing. I have watched what others have called hopeless cases come out of comas and dementia and improve dramatically in a short period of time much to their doctor's total surprise. Comments I hear often are doctors saying, I've never seen anything like this. You can get the same brain healing in a program that you can use over and over again to heal your brain and brain glands and keep them energized. You can live your best life ever with your memory fully intact. Is it your brain worth a small investment? Go to scientifichealer.com forward slash brain to find out more. That's go to scientifichealer.com forward slash brain to learn how. Welcome back. You're listening to Scientific Healing with Dr. Anastasia Choplis. You can discover more about scientific healing and the deceptively simple processes for opening up your intuition, inner guidance system, and internal healing system. Go to scientifichealer.com to download your tips on how to protect your energy when working with or being around others. Before the break, we were talking with my guest host, Gwen Leppard 
about being careful about which messages you listen to and how to interpret what people are saying. In this segment, we'll talk about ways to protect yourself and the energy of words. Let's continue this conversation. Welcome back, Gwen. Oh, thanks, Anastasia. Yeah, we, we covered some of the things that we hear people say to us and that we end up absorbing and, and taking into our subconscious. So let's talk for a minute about the energy of words and ways to express ourselves that are beneficial um, instead of harmful. Well, so, you know... Well, and, and what are the harmful things that we say to ourselves? Exactly. And what are the energetics of, of the words that, you know, maybe people don't think about coming well, out of their mouth or hearing? Right. So I, you know, you and I have gone to a lot of conferences and we'll go and listen to people market. And even, even the marketing and the comedians that you go and listen to and stuff, they'll use a lot of four letter words. And when I hear those, it, you know, before I used to just, um, because that was how people talked when they first got to college. Everybody was using the F word. There was even, um, you know, the Woodstock and the guy that did the Country Joe and the Fish that did the F-U, et cetera, et cetera, song. And, right, right so it became really, you know, it started getting more and more into people's languages. And, and actually... Um, the F-bomb is got a very low energy. So if you want to attract people that are at that energy level, that's the word that you'll use in your marketing, for example. So I'll listen to some people and, you know, they're just trying to make a point and getting really adamant. Like one, you know, I'm sure you can think of some examples of people that use this when they talk. Like Frank Kern used to do that. He doesn't anymore. He's raised his class quite a bit by dressing up and not being the the hippie surfer dude with the foul mouth. And uh, I think right. he's upped his game quite a bit. But by talking that way, you end up attracting people that are at that energy level to you. People that think that that's really cool that you're using the F-bomb. And so if we look at word energy on a scale from zero to a thousand and anything below about two or three hundred is is needy, right? Is needy. Okay. And those those are places where where jealousy, anger, guilt, shame, uh, sadness all reside in in the scale of emotional energy. And so the F-bomb is somewhere around between 50 and 100 on a scale of 0 to 1,000. And the S-bomb is somewhere between 150 and 200. And so so if you use that a lot, you're lowering that message. You know, you're taking, you're removing the essence of the message when you want to say you can make your, you can be great, you can do awesome, you can earn a lot of money. And, you know, you've been in this bad place, right? And, 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 and then you, you had an F, yeah, you can be effing awesome, and you've just taken the energy down dramatically. Exactly. And how do you, how do you figure out the frequency of words? Because that, that makes, I'm, I'm very curious about that. Well, so there are some people that are like tuning forks. So I'm like an empath, but I'm at, 
at the extreme level as a tuning fork. And so whenever anything hits me, like I hear something and I hear a message, I can just ask my body, where, where am I on that scale? So there's a whole scale of emotions that go from zero. Basically, it's zero to 650 about. That's anything above 650 is like in the Christ consciousness, you know, spiritual realm. That's our insides. Our insides are like that. All our hearts are vibrating at that place. It's just all the stuff that we wear around it. But when it hits me, I can tell where it is. And I just ask my body what, you know, what does it measure at? And it, it will tell me. And it's the same thing well, with, I, with a food. Like I have a, a, I have a, yeah, I have a, another, another curiosity on that. Can different people respond differently to the frequency of the words? I mean, so you're a tuning fork and you hear words and you get a frequency. Could it be different for someone else? No. Because they have different frequencies. So the frequencies are the same yes. no matter who's saying it and who's receiving it. Yes. Um, I just asked. I just asked. And for everybody, like, <clears throat> for everybody, like, saying let's, you know, if, a, if you're in a relationship, doesn't matter what kind. If you're in a relationship and they say the word love right? It's very uplifting. But if they say the F-bomb, no matter how lovingly they say it, it's very, it, it downgrades you wherever you're at. Like, you know, I, I don't know why some men um, will equate love with the F-bomb, but it's not. Love is something completely different. And for everybody, love is a high energy word. And so, um, because we're all, we all have the same, we have the same kind of cells, like our bodies are made the same way. We have the same kind of cells. We have the same kind of, um, energy bodies. We have the same kind of spiritual energy. Um, there's no reason why it should be any different. And, uh, you know, it seems to me like the energy of whatever is absolute, like when I measure okay. the energy of people, it comes across as absolute. And when, <laughs> when I was working with, uh, I do, I do remote work for people who don't have time to get on the phone. And then I send a report back and <clears throat> one lady just wrote back to me after I gave her the report. And she said, um, you just cut through all the BS. Everything you just said was accurate. Like I told her what I found, what I cleared, and I worked on her and her two sons. And she just goes, you just, you just see it right away. And, you know, and then I clean it up and they get better. But um, it's all, it comes through accurately. You know, it's like plus or minus 10%, but it's still in that range, right? So somebody, wow. for some people... Definitely for some something to think about when you know yeah. you're thinking the things aren't affecting you, but they really are. Yeah, they're coming in on a subconscious level because your subconscious mind works in symbols, right? Everything is symbolic. It doesn't understand negatives. Like I was laughing when you said yeah. I've been a negative Nazi. It doesn't work in <laughs> negatives, right? When it, when, right. when you tell yourself, don't eat that, your body hears, eat that. It doesn't hear the don't. Right. <laughs> right. So, 
<laughs> so instead you could go, I choose to eat that. And right. right? Or, uh, or like my, my version of no, don't eat that is, for example, I can't eat gluten. So my version of that, if I see a piece of bread sitting on a table, I look at it as a piece of foam rubber that's not edible, which is how my body interprets oh. it, right? So it's not food to me. It's a non-food stuff. <laughs> you know, okay. It's a piece of plastic, which is non-digestible. <laughs> so, right. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's a whole other show. <laughs> let's, let's get back to, 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 to words. And yeah, the so, words and, right, so, and, so, know, like, so, some of the things that you might hear just in a regular, you know, conversation or that, you know, get thrown out all, a lot. Right, so then, so then, um, for example, the words jerk and fool, which are an SOB, which aren't as, as deep as, you know, the four letter words we were talking about earlier, they, you know, they sit between two and 300. They're not terrible, but they're not great. And calling a woman a girl, so it's kind of downgrading her. But girl, girls aren't bad, but it's downgrading her. Is It's not loving. So loving is at 500, and calling a woman a girl measures somewhere between 250 and 300. And uh, calling a human some sort of animal is in the same range. And then the words that are positive reinforcement, like anything above 450-ish to, to 650, 700, will be words like miracle, joy, love, lovely, beautiful, handsome, genius, happy, positive, upbeat, healer, white, or pure. So when wow, you... I, I feel so much better. You just said all those words, and I have this big <laughs> smile on my face, and my heart opened up. I'm like, I feel so much better. <laughs> I know. So, so why not use those upbeat, like infinite, like infinite, the word infinite, like you're infinitely powerful, you're infinitely loving, you have infinite capacity, like all those things make me feel good just to say them. And I'm sure that it makes other people feel really good to hear them. Yeah. Right. And, and so like, right. Infinitely or up the word up, just thinking about up, up leveling, up, upbeat. Um, you know, just thinking about being in that place. And so, you know, some things that I find it really interesting, you know, we were talking, um, earlier about the way people brand themselves and the way you brand yourself, like how you brand yourself, um, just even the words measuring the, the way you do it. And like I used in my book, I called it the diamond healing method. And diamond has a very, because it's clear, it's hard, it's a gemstone. It has a very high energy value. And healer. And healing also. Right. Yeah, has and, a, has high energy, yeah. Right. And so, so just, and saying, get healthy, that's like also high energy. So this is something that I always say, get healthy no matter what. Right. Right. Yeah, be well. Be well. And, and just by the way you brand yourself is how you, is who you attract. 
So, um, you know, this is an important message for marketers and for other healers. Like I have, uh, I got a card from one healer that says, he, you know, that says, got back pain. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's her that's like her marketing message are you in pain like, yeah like got milk <laughs> right got pain. yeah no yeah so, so what yeah what is the i mean poking at people's pain to advertise has always bothered me and and i know that it's effective um but what how, how can people you know if it doesn't feel right to 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 you know to you how do they market instead of the got pain? What would be a better message for her? Well, um, a better a better message, of course, is feel better fast. Mm. Right? Feel better yeah. fast. I have the answer. Because she doesn't and just then, heal then back pain. Up against their, their beliefs. Right? Like she knows that people have pain. Yes, of course. And, you know, she doesn't have to use pain as her leading thing. She could go, you know, feel great every day. Why not? Like, uh, yeah. uh, right? So so there, there are so many people that are marketing to the pain. That's just like all of the drug advertisers. Right. And then and then, of course, then there's the disclaimer list, all the side effects, <laughs> which are just yeah. as bad as the pain. <laughs> right. And then you end up with, yeah, with more pills to, co pills to cover the side effects. And that's how you end up with a, going back to we were talking earlier about having a medicine chest full of, of medicines that people don't believe they can get off. No, they, they're like, everybody's living in a fog because things, things are way different than they actually seem. Like I was mentioning this young man I had this conversation with and he sees spirits on the other side and he was telling me that he's in a religion, I won't name it, but they, they do a lot of moving and they speak in tongues. So you probably know what it is, but, um, you know, and they get more and more frenzied. And then what he sees are these things that kind of look like angels, but they're not. And they come and they suck the energy off of them to feed themselves. So they're like mosquitoes. They're parasites. And <laughs> and I'm, wow. I'm like thinking, wow. And, you know, they've been he's been told one thing and he just can't he can't warm up to that kind of thing because it's so far from the truth. You know, they think they're getting closer to God and all they're doing is feeding parasites. And oh, yeah, it's that, really scary yeah, stuff. It's really scary yeah. stuff. So anything that <laughs> really feels wrong to you, anything that feels really wrong to you is a signal. Like, you know, where... If somebody is telling you something and you start to feel the energy drain from your body, yeah, you know that it's wrong, that there's something that's not right with it, that it's not true. So you want yeah. to stick with with absolute truth. Like the the truth is what who we are, you know, who we are, spiritual beings having a physical experience uh, and uh, what we are 
are is absolute truth there's nothing like no religion can explain it to you and no way of they're curtailing your behavior in certain ways if it's uh if it's not true is going to make it true and it's going to feel really wrong that's why so many people rebel against it my ex-husband when he was 14 he was deeply into his church and into the belief system and then when he started running across inconsistencies he hightailed it and ran and became an atheist which is kind of sad but he uh, hightailed it out of there so there are a lot of people that have been through these um, you know, no matter where it's from, whether their school teacher said it, whether their minister said it, whether their par- parents said it, it's just something that that comes across and is completely against the grain of what you, you know, what you feel inside. And that's yeah. where so many people say, well, I can't be in this anymore. And they put up with being ostracized, excommunicated and you know, shunned, like some religions will shun you. And so you can't even talk to your family anymore. And there are also um, certain cults will do the same thing. And um, so once you start recognizing that what they're telling you is, is, is untrue, that it, it's completely against your grain, your belief system, and, and what you feel is right, um, that's where uh, people will turn tail and run on it. And so all of those people are living in this bubble of, of something that's, that is, is out of truth. And right. so, so we were talking yeah, about, right. right. So we were, yeah. we were talking about how do you combat against it? Obviously, if you're, you know, if you want to attract people that are at low frequency, then you're going to poke you, the pain. Right, and, you're going to poke the pain, and, and, and you're going to and, and get more angry, and depressed people to your to your business or attracted to you. Yeah, and I was so, about to publish a book on the energy of abundance, and um, I I held it back and I held it back. Months and months and months went by. I mean, it was ready last September. Months went by. Right. And I remember I, this book, right? And I might have even sent you a, a pre-release copy. And um, and so then I, I talked with somebody who's deeply intuitive and I said, I don't know why I'm holding it back. It's just sitting in my inbox or my outbox and I haven't sent it to the publisher yet. And uh, she responded to me, are you willing to attract needy people? And I'm going, no. <laughs> and she says, if you write a book about abundance, you're going to attract needy people. <laughs> and you, you think it would be the opposite, but there's so many people that are looking for abundance that are in that space of need. And so yeah. even if the book is written at a high frequency, it still would attract a lower frequency yes. of people. Right. So, wow. Right. So. I, I thought again, wow. And then I realized as um, my own book has, has a lot of upbeat messages and those are going out all on social media, I am attracting a lot of people that don't think in those terms of lack. You know, the, that's the, fantastic. Right. So, so that, that's the number one marketing message. And the number two thing is that 
there are a lot of really simple tools for cleaning up your energy with other people like this safe healing thing that I mentioned. If you go on the front page of scientifichealer.com on the right hand side, there's a button that says, um, if you're a healer or coach and you have trouble dealing with people, like I have a healer that can only do one or two clients a day because she's so sapped by the energy of her clients is that there's ways to protect yourself, like cutting cords and and um, filling in your energy field and things like that. And that little that little booklet's a booklet and uh, has a few videos with it that teaches you some really simple steps for cleaning things up. So I have a little routine at the end of every healing, at the end of every conversation in which I call back all my energy and I give mm-hmm. my client back all their energy. And then I... I sever the connection between the two with a cord cutting and I also make sure it's cut in the back and I get up every morning and I do the same thing. I sever connections to everybody who tried hooking in at night because they do that. Um, you know, being right. a matriarch of a big family and also, um, you know, being a leader and healer and a trainer of healers this tends to happen whenever you're a coach of some sort or trainer of some sort this they will hook into you and i remember when i lectured at university of washington i'd have 150 200 people in a classroom and i'd lecture for 50 minutes and even though i broke my lectures down into three 15 minute ish segments in which i do a demo then I'd explain what they saw, then I'd do a problem, and then I'd ask questions. So it would be, you know, three to four segments like that. So it was a really simple process, but but I'd have to recover for two to three hours afterwards because of the amount they hooked into me, and I didn't know at the time, because this was 10 years ago, I didn't know at the time what was happening. And now I do, and now I understand it. But it would take me two to three hours to recover from a 50-minute lecture. Yeah, and for some people, they take a lot longer than that. We have covered covered so much stuff today. Yes, we have. You know, the the frequency of words, food, um, you know, the curiosity on how things are actually measured. Um, It's just so much great stuff. What one thing would you... What's the biggest lesson that you want people to learn from from the, the, the show today? To trust, you know, to not, so let's not use the word not, to trust their own instincts when something feels off, like it's off base or it's off, to take a couple of deep breaths and you know, to be observational, just like with any relationship, to be observational. What am I thinking? What am I feeling? Did that, what that person say, make me feel better or worse? And if it makes you feel worse, then you can do some little energy things. But to trust instincts, like when something feels wrong, it probably is wrong. You know, and a lot of a lot of the the wrongness can be the guilt that's felt because you're going against a religion or something. But let's just pretend like there is nothing. Let's just pretend you're sitting on a mountaintop all by yourself. You've walked all the way up and you left everybody and everything behind. 
how do you feel at that point? And that, that's going to help lead you to your best answers and your best intuition. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So hiking up to the top of a mountain metaphorically and sitting there with no, um, no ties. So no religion, no parents, no doctor, no, yeah, um, no, nothing. Cause it, children, it's nothing. So, it's so just nothing, no pulls or ties on you. And then that's where, and coming from that place, you get your best answers. Exactly right. Like, you know, I'm to the point at this time in my life where I am unconcerned about what other people think. I just say my belief, right? I'm just being free with my words and saying my belief. And uh, I'm unconcerned about what other people think. And when <laughs> when people yell at me, I kind of go, hmm, that's interesting. I wonder what that's about. <laughs> Instead of taking it on as I did something wrong. Right. Right. So... That way, that way you take, because whatever upsets people has nothing to do with you and everything to do with them. And yeah. so, and all of that stuff. right. So going to the top of the mountain metaphorically is just you and the earth and God or whatever belief system or whatever spiritual system you're in. It's just you and the earth. It's just you. And so does that feel good to you or does that feel terrible to you? And of course, everybody, when you say those words that I said earlier, uh, miracle, joy, love, beautiful, handsome, genius, happy, positive, upbeat, healer, white, and pure, that's universally thought of as awesome, right? It's universally uplifting. That's why I'm saying it's absolute. And all those other four-letter words are, will drag everybody down. Or make no matter them. how they try to um, re, um, repackage them. <laughs> well, yeah, and and some of them are designed to make you really mad. Like everybody, right? right? They're designed to make you really mad. But but being angry is a is a low level emotion. Right. Right. You should be inspired, not angry. <laughs> 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 Right. So right. So that so that is actually a program for for coaches and healers to help not only develop themselves, but also to develop um, the best marketing and the best, uh, you know, the best messages and all of that for their businesses. Um, I am expanding a current program and I'm also beginning to coach people in this, you know, private coaching. So uh, going, just going to scientifichealer.com and hitting the contact button and asking me about those. I don't have them advertised anywhere, but people are showing up and asking me for that. So I'd love to, and I love doing it because I love watching people's business and their income and their lives unfold in really awesome ways and I know that the words are so important absolutely 
And and also, you, uh, you mentioned the safe healing program that um, that you have available on on your site too. Right. So that's a that's, that's a, a free lesson. And awesome. Uh, right. That's a free lesson. There is there. I am developing uh, just a course that's on uh, protection for coaches and healers. But really, the long-term program, it's a three-month program, um, is just the beginning of it. And so I, I can't wait. I'm about to launch it again, and I can't wait to, to do it. This is version 3.0 now, and I've expanded it from, it used to be six weeks, and then it went to two months, and now it's going to be three months. Right, and that's, that's the one that I did with you, the three months. Exactly. I think well, <laughs> well, actually, that three-month program is for getting healed, and this is for people that want to learn how to heal. Oh, fantastic. Excellent. Yeah. Yes. So, so they go to scientifichealer.com and click on contact and ask you. you know, ask hey, me about, about, yeah, ask me about that. And I'm about. program and. and and make sure you get on my email list because I'm about to email details. And the way you can find this show is scientifichealingradio.com forward slash words. Scientifichealingradio.com slash words. Right, forward slash words to find to listen to this show. Awesome. So thank you so much, Gwen. You've been a total delight and have added so much value and a wonderful input to this um, really important topic. Thank you. Thank you, Anastasia. Yes. Thank you for listening to Scientific Healing and for our really wonderful guest host, Gwen Leppard. Let's you and I connect. Go to scientifichealer.com and sign up for your free tips for protecting your energy when you're healing or working with your clients. This is Dr. Anastasia Chopolis. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Scientific Healing with Dr. Anastasia Chopolis. Join us again next week for more expert guidance and practical tools to energize your life. Now take a deep breath and release it slowly before you go about your day.